For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of worth. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating today? There's so much to celebrate. First of all, it's Best Friends Day, and I have a best friend joining me today. Debbie Wildman is in the house, and we have so much to celebrate. She has a new CD that is dropping on Judy Garland's birthday, which is so appropriate. And we are celebrating Judy Garland all month long, and there are so many festivities happening all over the country, and the Empire State Building is going to be lit up in rainbow colors on Judy's birthday, which is always exciting. Uh, Rufus Wainwright and Lorna Luft, uh, Flip the switch just yesterday to show what it's going to look like, and it is magnificent. But before we start with Debbie today, let's start with where it all began. The one and only Judy Garland. There she is. Dear, when you smiled at me, I heard a melody. It haunted me from the start. Something inside of me. Started a symphony, sing with the strings of my heart. Was like a breath of spring, I heard a robin sing about a nest set apart. All nature seemed to be in perfect harmony. Of mine, your eyes made sky seem blue again. What else could I do again but keep repeating? Through and through, I love you, love. I still recall the thrill. I guess I always will. I hope we'll never depart. Your lips to mine, oh, rhapsody divine. Sing when the strings of my I seem blue again. What else could I do again? But keep repeating through and through. I love you, love you. I still recall a thrill. I guess I always will. I hope we'll never depart. Dear, with your lips to mine, oh, perhaps a Judy Garland fans here today, so I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know. Judy Garland's career at MGM began with that song. That was the song that she auditioned with when she went to MGM. So as Glenda tells Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, it's always best to start at the beginning. So I thought that today that we would start at the beginning. 
So I reached out and I asked Debbie to send us the very first uh, song of the day that she performed that introduced most of us uh, to her when she started doing her song of the day in response to the pandemic, uh, COVID. So this is the very first song of the day and this will take us back to where it all began. Here she is. Hello, I've decided to sing a song a day to keep the stir craziness from being indoors at bay. And um, I'm gonna start with Johnny Mathis's Misty. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, here goes. Look at me, I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree. And I feel like I'm clinging to a cloud I can't understand I get misty just holding your hand Walk my way And a thousand violins begin to play it might be the sound of your hello That music I hear I get misty The moment you're near You can say that you're leading me on But that's just what I want you to do don't you notice how hopelessly I'm lost? That's why I'm following you on my own. Do I wander through this wonderland alone, never knowing my So with great anticipation, all of us held on day after day, waiting for the next song of the day to appear. And it reminds me so much, I'm old enough to remember each time all of us were waiting in great anticipation for that next Barbara Streisand album to come up when I was uh, growing up. Uh, that is just how impeccable Debbie's voice is. Everyone was falling in love deeper and deeper with each one. But it was really her interpretation of the music of Judy Garland that really captured our attention. So I wanna share with you one of my favorite clips of her as Judy Garland. Uh, and we're gonna to get to her in just a moment, but here she is. And this was also on Judy's birthday. So I think it's appropriate that we go back a little further back to when this is all beginning. song today. Orville's father has given me this wonderful tractor, but I'm gonna pay for it, and I'll work my debts off too, or I'm not a Falbury. But not today. I'm not gonna work today. Today's my birthday. <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm just gonna have fun driving this wonderful tractor. Howdy, neighbor! Howdy, neighbor! 
harvest. May your 40 acres soon be fields of clover. Yes, indeed, and plant a wish with every seed. And by and by, the sun and rain will make an etching of a million little green fingers stretching to the sky. Howdy, neighbor. Happy harvest. Get your rocking chairs, for all your cares are over. Clap your hands and lick your chops. Your bumper crops are on the climb. Hey, we're gonna roll in plenty. Spend a five or ten or twenty. And those happy harvest bells are gonna chime. Remember, neighbor, when you work for Mother Nature, you get paid by Father Time. Chicks are gonna cackle, and every burlap sack will be full of taters and tobaccos, and dozens of different good and healthy greens. And if the weatherman won't upset us, mister, you can bet us there'll be lots of crispy lettuce in your jeans. Give in to life and find out just what living means. Happy harvest, may your 40 acres soon be fields of clover. Go on, pop your corncob pipes and no more gripes and no more groans. No mortgages or loans and you won't see a trace of worrying on the face of Farmer Jones. Howdy neighbor! Howdy neighbor! Happy harvest! Chops your bumper crops are on the climb. Hey, we're gonna roll in plenty. Spend a five or ten or twenty. And those happy harvest bells are gonna chime. Remember, neighbor, when you work for Mother Nature, you get paid by now yes <laughs> bye everybody <laughs> but happy birthday to the wonderful judy garland i'm sorry i wasn't expecting her to pop up and go howdy neighbor <laughs> i didn't know she was there wave you gonna wave sadie howdy neighbor howdy neighbor Yeah, I'll play with you now. Happy birthday to the wonderful Judy Garland and my friend Larry Russell as well, who knew her. Wow. Um, bye, everyone. Well, have a great day. Happy Judy Day. And love you lots, Judy! Experience the 100th birthday celebration of the world's greatest entertainer, Judy Garland. Direct from London, internet sensation Debbie Wildman dazzles with songs that Judy would sing if she were with us today. From Adele to Lady Gaga, the Beatles and more. by the orchestrator of Jersey Boys. Don't miss this thrilling performance. You won't believe your ears when you hear it. And here she is, Debbie! Hello! Hello! Hi! Oh my God, I am so thrilled that you are here. It is 8 o'clock in London, I think it is. Yep. Yes. Yep. Well, quarter past now. So Sadie uh, had her dinner, and uh, how's she doing this evening? 
She's great. Chicken and vegetable soup and a toffee ice cream. <laughs> toffee ice cream. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Well, first of all, I picked the word success uh, as the word of the day because that is definitely you. Talk about a whirlwind. And we're going to talk about this journey because I was lucky enough to have you on the show last year. Uh, was it a year or was it a year and a half I ago? I think it was more. I think a it was year and a half ago. When everybody was talking about you, you became this internet sensation around the world. Were you amazed and surprised at how quickly people were beginning to find you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazed and surprised. Or to quote um, the film The Ruttles, shocked and stunned. Um, <laughs> I really was. It, yeah, it's lovely and brilliant, but just... Yeah, very surprising. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, obviously, you've got the chops there. You've got so many fans here in the United States, and this tour is going to be happening. And you have this new album. Uh, I still call them albums. Do you still call them albums? Yeah, I call them albums. Yes. I mean, I can show you. Look, I've got lots of uh, vinyl over there. <laughs> Well, when you started, uh, first of all, uh, let's, I want to talk about your team. Uh, let's first of all begin with Scott Stander, who I absolutely love. And when I heard that the two of you had come together, I said, that's kismet. Uh, you couldn't be in better hands. And Scott, I hope you're watching uh, because I think the world of him. And uh, how did you and Scott come together, first of all? Well, it was very lucky and pretty much like everything else that's come to happen, it was through Facebook. He saw my videos on Facebook and he contacted me through Facebook and just said, you know, would you like to have a chat um, about, you know, future possibilities or whatever? And that was quite early on. I think that was about August or July or something of 2020. Um, and we had a lovely chat on the phone. And then because nothing was open or happening or whatever that was about it really it was just a lovely chat and and then you know a bit later maybe six months later or something we had another chat and there were a few more chats and then you know as as we got to talk more things started you know possibilities started happening and like well maybe we could do this maybe we could do that and yeah I I was very lucky to be signed up by Scott and you know, now that we've met in person and everything, he's a really lovely guy and we get on really well. And um, yeah, Kismet, he's Howard Keel. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Keel, I love that. Were you uh, were you uh, shocked at the itinerary that he put together for you? Because it's quite uh, an interesting itinerary. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, the main one is the, the New York date. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm afraid I said a rude word down the phone when Scott said, oh, okay, I've got what you're playing in New York. Oh, really? He said it. I went, I can't. Well, I, I think we know what it, I, I think we know what the word is. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, and I'm sure that maybe Judy said that too at the time when they called her up and said, we want you at uh, Carnegie Hall. Because at that time in her career, uh, they said that she would never perform again. Yes. Yeah, yeah just before she... Um, that happened in like 1960 uh, when she was told she wouldn't sing again, when she had hepatitis and cirrhosis at the same time and was very ill um, and was in hospital. And then she came, I think she was in hospital for quite a few months. And then she came to London to recuperate and stayed with Dirk Bogard, who was her friend. And her first concert back was at the London Palladium. And then that went so well. She did another night there. And then that kick-started a tour. And that tour ended with that seminal Carnegie Hall performance. So, Debbie, where did your love... I mean, you... It's not just Judy that you have inhabited. You've done all these other phenomenal voices. Uh, but Judy is the one that... there. I mean, I. it's eerie how she literally comes through you there have been many other people who have interpreted her but there's just something deep down inside that you capture her pathos you capture her uh essence uh on a level that i have never seen anyone else do 
And so, uh, and I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. So that's saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, but what is it about Judy that first resonated with you? And when did you realize that you were able to capture her so brilliantly? I, I You know, I'm sure that it started playing around in your head that you started putting it out to the world that you could do this. So I first saw her ever in the film Easter Parade, which is still my favourite Judy film. That's why I have the background. Yes, I like I like your style. <laughs> um, my, my grandmother, my dad's mum, my nana, she was very into old Hollywood and it was her who got me into... Um, all of those types of films because you know I, I I love all of them I love all the old MGM films all of you know all the Warner Brother Warner Brothers ones you know and um I used to watch a lot of Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers with her when I was very small like three and um I loved those but when she put on Easter Parade when I was about six there was something different about Judy that grab me what it was is um so not only was she a fantastic singer great dancer brilliant actress pretty you know you she's got she more than matches all the other stars mm -hmm. i think what sets her apart is her sense of humor and her ability to laugh at herself in Easter Parade particularly you know when goes do men look at you when you walk down the street of course they do well, do you turn around? Well, I don't know. I don't turn around and look at them. And he goes, walk ahead a little, you know, and she's, no one's looking at her and she's looking. And then all the guys are looking and she's doing her bloop face. As yes, she's of course. <laughs> walking down the road so that all these guys are looking at her. You got it. Oh, oh. Um, it was stuff like that where I was like, she's a bit different. Oh, I like. I like her. And in the film, she doesn't know her left from her right. I don't know my left from my right. So I think as a six-year-old, I'm like, yeah, you're going to hate me. Oh, no. No, it's not my fault. When I was young, the doctors told my mother I'd, I'd grow up to be a very dangerous criminal. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I think it was just her humour and her wit and her sense of fun and her frivolity and her being able to laugh at herself as well as being such a fantastic singer, dancer and actress, all that combined, I think that's that's what really sets her apart. And um, I first realised that I could sing in a voice like her or I could impersonate her singing, I think when I was about 11, um, again, it was to my nana because uh, she had a lovely big grand piano and she, she was a fabulous pianist and she liked me singing with her at the piano and stuff. And she was a big Judy fan. You know, once I expressed this sort of, oh, I like her. She's great. Then she showed me all of them. She was like, oh, darling, this is her first film with Deanna Durbin. It's very short. It's called Every Sunday. Boom. You know, I I then got to see all the others that she had on video and um so I thought, oh, I, I realised I could sort of sing a bit like her. And I did it for my grandma at her house in South Woodford. And uh, she loved it. And then she played the piano because she could play by ear and sight read. And she started playing. I did I Love a Piano. It was the first song I ever tried singing like her. Well, I love the fact that most kids, uh, a lot of us watching, it began with most of us with the Wizard of Oz, but with you, it began much later in her career. Uh, yeah. And and I also musical family because your father also is a musician. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and I'm sure there must be such pride. I mean, to see uh, you doing what you're doing now. I mean, what is the sense of the entire family with where you are right now, and that you're on this precipice? of this major, I mean, it's it, all of us who have been following you through this internet sensation uh, happening are so happy for you. Yeah, that 
It's really lovely. I mean, it, because, you know, I get really lovely messages from people. I've made I've made genuine friends with people just who've watched me and written comments and, you know, and you just get to, to know people, really. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to when I can get to meet everybody, like actually meet them in the flesh and say thank you because it's lovely for me as well you know I did this as you know intending to be a sort of nice thing putting out a song a day or you know then after that at three a week for ages just as a sort of nice thing for people who might have been by themselves or but it's really been very like mutual it's been very nice for me as well because it's like oh I've met some really lovely people it's it's uh, like a real um yeah mutual benefit type thing um yeah my whole family are really really happy they're really pleased my mum and dad are huge supporters of of everything I've made them go and watch and <laughs> you know but, uh, my dad is a psychedelic rock musician I know it's very completely and, different from what you yeah. think I love it I yeah. just love that about your dad now you just uh also had an appearance at Crazy Cox in London yeah. with one of our uh, icons from New York. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, it was brilliant. Now was this was brilliant. a this was a dream come true because I know that you and Billy have been wanting Billy Stritch uh, have been wanting to work together for quite some time. So how did that come about, and what was the experience like for that to finally happen? Well, it was wonderful. Um, I first got in, put into contact with Crazy Cox as a venue um, by my friend Ty Jeffries, oh. who performs as Miss Hope Springs. Yes. Who's fabulous, brilliant performer and songwriter. And out of the kindness of his heart, I mean, I only got to know him through him watching me on here. And he told them, you should put her on. Literally, it was him for no other reason than to be nice and helpful saying that. So then I got a relation, a bit of a relationship with Crazy Cox just through Ty saying, you know, take a chance, put her on. Um, and then so I'd been at Crazy Cox two performances before. And then with Billy Stritch, <laughs> Billy Stritch, I don't know if he's great. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yo, I'm Billy. He, he got to hear me initially, I think, because I covered Does He Love You? that he and Sandy Knox wrote together. And because Sandy Knox had seen some of my videos and said, oh, I'd love you to sing one of my songs. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. So I did Does He Love You as a, a half and half face. Mm -hmm. And he saw that, I think Sandy sent it to him. So that's an, initially how we got in contact. And then we became friendly and I got asked to sing one of their songs, a new song that they'd written or a, song that they'd written a while ago that they haven't done anything with called Since You Left New York, which is a beautiful song. And Billy and I did that as a duet on YouTube. And, you know, he recorded his vocal part in New York. I recorded my vocal part here in my bedroom, singing into my wardrobe because they said it's a dry sound. <laughs> and then um, Sandy had the musicians do their stuff in Memphis and it all got mixed and and there we go but I'd never met Billy in the flesh and we'd been on each other's Christmas shows and stuff like that and then he was coming to Crazy Cox to London to do a series of shows with Lilius White mm -hmm. lovely oh um, yes so nice and great and he was doing a couple of shows by himself as well and um I got tickets because I was like oh I want to meet him brilliant and he said oh would you like to guest? Would you like to do a couple of numbers? <laughs> uh, hmm, let, let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was just buzzing to be asked by Billy Stritch, did I want to, you know. You didn't say, think, let me get back to you on that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I might be um, doing my nails. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I just guessed it. He said, do you want to do that? And I was like, oh, yes. So I went along and we met for the first time at the sort of sound check earlier in the day. And we had a little run through and we did Since You Left New York, our duet. And then he said, would you like to do a Judy number? I'd like to play, you know, he knows, he loves Judy Garland as well. And um, well, I think he's uh, played uh, with Liza a, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, Once I think twice. so. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't sing back in business on top of his piano. Yeah. Um, I think I would have gone through his piano. <laughs> but um, I chose to do I Could Go On Singing, the song, because wow. he'd actually made me a backing track for it when I was at home during lockdown going, anyone got any backing tracks? I've run out of backing tracks. And Billy Stritch contacted me and said, yeah, I can play you that one if you like. All right. So I knew he knew it. Um, so we did the song I Could Go On Singing as well. And I did two two nights with him at Crazy Cox. And it it was brilliant. It was great. Oh, Lovely guy. And it was oh, fab. And an interesting thing about Crazy Cox, actually, is the first time I performed there, uh, which was last November, I'd gone along to look at the the place and sort of judge the stage because I'd actually never been even though it's a you know big famous place right by Piccadilly Circus I hadn't actually been there before and it's downstairs for those of you that haven't been there it's a little cafe on the top Brasserie Zedel um and then you go downstairs of this little French brasserie and it's huge downstairs it's massive there's the crazy cox there's the brasserie Zedel, which is a restaurant which is massive there's a bar you're like wow and I was thinking what was this hmm oh well and when my dad came to watch my show my dad born and bred Londoner I mean like myself but you know he's got a very good encyclopedic knowledge of London and stuff he asked the guy on the door did this used to be the Regent's Place Hotel? And the dormer went, yeah, yeah, it did. And he came down and told me it was where my grandparents met. Wow. <laughs> so the nana who introduced me to Judy Garland, who got me into all of that stuff, who fostered my early love, you know, she met my grandfather there in 1947 at a dance when the what's now the big restaurant room was was the ballroom and oh. I, I was uh yeah debbie it i think the lady was going to be calling you before you know it <laughs> well that'd be nice my <laughs> gosh I, I, you know i planned my summer vacation around uh one of your performances so uh as you know uh so i when the Palladium uh, calls you, I will be there. London trip. Uh, yes, Back. I'm going to plan a London trip. Uh, I am going to show a couple of, I, I'm going to share with the audience a couple of tracks from your uh, upcoming album. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I've been, uh, I can only give a glimpse of this. Uh, Scott said only 30 seconds of each uh, because, <laughs> yes. Uh, because we want people to buy the album. Uh, but we are going to give away two tonight. Uh, so I'm excited about that. So if if all of you, uh, but this is so incredible because, and we're going to talk about your selections in a moment. Uh, but first of all, this is from Beauty and the Beast. Judy Garland, she's still here. Here she is. As the sun rising in the east tells all as time, song as old as rhyme, beauty and the beast. That's all we could share. <laughs> And, but I've got one more, so because I know I, they're salivating now. Here's a little bit more of them yesterday's. Here is it. I said something wrong. Now I long for yesterday. I was alone, but I took a wrong. I didn't know what I would find there. Oh my God, when I saw that your song selection and you open with It's Today, you know, Judy, of course, never got to do MAME, which was a dream. Uh, perhaps you can do MAME someday as Judy. Wouldn't that Ooh. be great? That would be wonderful. So how, uh, I'm still here. I love, first of all, the name of the album, B 
because through you, Judy is still here. Wow. So how, who came up with the title of the album? It was a bit of a group decision, the title of the album. I think it was more Scott came up with I'm Still Here as the title of the album. And I totally agreed. I was like, yeah, that works. That works because, you know, she's still relevant. She's she's still a force to be reckoned with. She is still here because, you know, she was so great. She did so much. She's still important and she's, she, she is still here. But, you know, it was also the, oh, I've got some new songs, you know. But I, and we do the song as well on the album. So, <laughs> and how many pieces uh, did you, I mean, you went into a studio to do this. So, which is rare as well because a lot of times, uh, I, I mean, there are clips that I've seen of you in the studio with the orchestra. That must have been after all of these singing with tracks and everything to have that experience must have been the thrill of a lifetime. Absolutely. It was amazing. 30 pieces. It was a 30 piece orchestra. They were all fantastic players. It was just amazing. The hair on my arms are going up. I mean, when I first heard these tracks and of course I've heard uh, a few of the tracks Uh, But like I said, that's all, Scott said, that's all you could share. So he sent me the two that I could share today, and that's it. With Steve Orich conducting, having done the um, orchestrations, Steve, who uh, won a Grammy, you know, for Jersey Boys. I mean, amazing. It was such a great team. You know, Ron Abel has been helping. He helped with some of the arrangements as well, and he'll he'll be playing. uh, I'll be lucky enough to be singing with him live oh he's phenomenal Um, it's just I've been so lucky to play with so many great people on this project and work with so many great people and I had Lucy Arnaz on the show on Memorial Day and she actually adjusted her schedule so that he could play a couple of the dates with you so that's that's showmanship right there that's generosity I mean generosity so many people that I've met through this have just been so nice and so kind. You know, you think, wow, that's really nice. You didn't have to do that. How kind. You know, people just sort of like what you're doing and say, hey, I've done this. You might like it. Like uh, Danny Miller, who's a writer, he interviewed me and he'd written this great book. Danny Miller's watching. Oh, is he? Hey! (laughs) Well, he'd written this book with Meredith Penedal, about her aunt, Dottie Penedel, who was Judy's Danny's been on the show. We love Danny. Yeah. And I, he interviewed me and I said, oh, your book is in my basket on Amazon. I really want to read that. And he said, oh, don't. I'll send you a copy. And he sent me a lovely signed copy. We Sue Cameron sent me a lovely signed copy of her book, Hollywood Secrets and Scandals, which was great. And I was like, well, that's really nice. John Meyer, <laughs> Judy Garland's ex fiance who wrote it's going to be here on the 22nd, everyone. So, yes, Sweet. yes, brilliant. He he was so kind at the beginning. I friend friended, you know, whoever sent me a friend request. Basically, I went, It's nice, yeah, 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 because I was naive, <laughs> but that naivete worked. Uh, in my, uh, what's it? I can't think. What's the word? Favor. Advance. In your favor. In yeah. your favor. <laughs> John, I will let everybody know. John, right after Judy passed away, uh, John wrote a couple of songs for Judy, but after she passed away, he wrote a song for her, which Michael Feinstein is now singing his concert. We've got to get to you, Debbie. Uh, oh, John uh, sent uh, it to me. It's Michael Feinstein. Oh, he sent it to you. Hmm. Oh, so you've heard it. John's singing it himself. He's singing, he's singing it on the show on the 22nd. So everybody tune in to hear it. I will be tuning in. Yes. It's, it's brilliant. I want to record it. And I've said to John, could I possibly sing it with you? Could you play and me sing, maybe? And it's hopefully that's a possibility. Because John very kindly did me a piano track from New York from his apartment for um, Till After the Holidays for one of my videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll share a story with everyone. John is a very dear friend of mine. And uh, 
the first time I met John, I had a dear friend named Dana Lord, who has since passed away. And we were at a party. And Dana, it was the first time I was meeting Dana. And she was a very flamboyant uh, in, entertainer, very incredible. And so he was sitting at the piano playing. And I didn't realize it was John Meyer. And I said to Dana, why don't you get up and sing? And she said, I sing very obscure material. He's not going to know anything that I do. And I said, well, try him. So I pulled her over to the piano and I said, get up and sing. And uh, he said, what do you uh, what do you do? She said, I do obscure material. He said, well, throw something at me. She said, well, I do a song called I'd Love to Hate Myself in the Morning. No. <laughs> and he said, I wrote that song. She said, sure you did. Yes. And he started yeah. to play it. And she said, I do Shirley Bassey's arrangement. He said, I wrote that arrangement. <laughs> so, of course, he played it for her. And that was it. And so Dana and I used to do a show together. And we ended every show with I'd Love to Hate Myself in the Morning. And I've got his original sheet music to I'd Love to Hate Myself. Wow. Yes. That is fantastic. Oh, that's great. That's brilliant. Well, because John has been so supportive of me he sent me an updated signed copy of heartbreaker where he'd written a little personalized message there and a, and a bit of sheet music signed to me i was blown away oh that. that's incredible and um on on the forthcoming tour um i i am including a, a particular song of john's in the set list are you doing i'd love to hit myself in the morning might be <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot wait. I, I'm going to be seeing you in Provincetown, so I cannot wait uh, to be there. Uh, I, Rosa Puzo is uh, going. We're going together. Hi, Rose. So we're we are definitely. Uh, we are so thrilled. We'll be walking up and down Commercial Street, uh, singing a couple of swells, waiting to see you. Uh, so, what have you learned about yourself through this whole process that you uh, that has really amazed you? Uh, this has been an amazing journey. Well, that's interesting. What have I learned about myself? Um, I'm not sure, really. I mean, I can be quite ingenious at making things from home, <laughs> like neck scarves to look like Judy Garland's costumes out of nappy bags um, and and the like. Uh, uh, I don't know, really. I mean, I think... I mean, this is a bit technical, I suppose, but I think my voice, you know, because I tried, I tried to be a singer actress in my early 20s. That was my, what I wanted to do. You know, I did a performing arts degree. I didn't study singing. I studied like acting and all that because I was, you know, with the vanity of youth or my thought process as a younger person was, well, I know how to sing. I'm not going to learn that. I'm going to learn the stuff I don't know how to do. So I'm going to learn modern dance not not a good move but anyway <laughs> but I did uh I did a performing arts degree I wanted to be a singer actress in my youth and I had a good go it didn't happen you know I did bits and bobs but I didn't get enough to do it as a career I had to give up get a job etc and I used to do a lot of singing and I think my voice has got better I think maybe with maturity I've got a bigger range now, which is something I've learned just through doing a lot of singing more recently that, you know, I hadn't been, I hadn't been singing loads. I mean, I always sing around the house and, you know, I've done weddings for people here and there and stuff like that. But for years and years, I hadn't done any singing properly, really. You know, I'd done a project called Debbie Duveen and the Millbacks that was more like a rock mm -hmm. band and stuff like that. But I hadn't done any singing for ages. And through doing this, I think it really reignited. I mean, I've always loved doing it. It's, but my range has got bigger. Um, I'm very fast at learning things, which is really good uh, and helpful. Um, I don't know. I think you just, I've learned that. I don't know about myself exactly. Oh, I don't know. Just if you really want to do something, you can really have a go at trying to do some sort of thing. You know, I've got a neighbour who bangs on the wall and hates noise. So what do you do about it? Will you uh, sing in the car? You, you give them two tickets to Carnegie Hall. 
<laughs> you want two tickets to somewhere, mate. Yes. So, I, 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 so out of all of Judy's material, is there a particular song that you just absolutely love singing above all others and why? I don't know that there's one I love singing more than others. I There's a few that I really enjoy. Um, I really have always liked singing This Can't Be Love slash Almost Like Being In Love. Mm-hmm. I love that arrangement of it that she does at Carnegie Hall. I love the mixture of it's a bit swinging and then you've mm-hmm. still got the big notes at the end and the, the mix. of I love it. I love that. I've always enjoyed singing that. I, I, you know, like I think she said, there's no greater enjoyment than belting a loud note over the footlights or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. I know what she means. You know, if I'm down, this is something I've learned about myself, actually. If I've been a bit, uh, a bit down or a bit, oh, I don't really feel like it or, oh, I've had a bit of a rubbish day, have a big sing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Get those big notes out, belt it out. Oh, you do not feel better afterwards. It's a real mood lightener. I've, you know, it will always make me feel better and happy. I mean, I've always sort of found that. I used to sing the entire Anthony Newley at Miss World in 1980 medley in the shower when I lived with my mum and dad, and they'd be going, shut up even though they <laughs> they are very supportive and they love what I do I don't think they wanted 10 and a half minutes of newly wasting their water um although what am I saying they love they love it in new, well my dad loves newly my mum not so much um <laughs> but uh well, I totally agree with you um and is there a, a track on the album that you just absolutely love and was there something that didn't make it to the album that when uh, the album goes gold, that will end up on the uh, bonus track. Do you know? Did you know something? No, Did I'm just asking. I'm, no, I just have, uh, I, I do a lot of manifesting. I believe in manifestation. Oh, well, yeah, you're completely right then. Um, with the album, there was a lot of things that I just loved it. It was it was a real mixture as well of a lot of it was were ideas I had that I was like you know what I'd like to do this one and fair play to Scott and Steve and Ron and everyone fair play they pretty much said yeah all right well what do you want to do what they really gave me a lot of um scope and a lot of decisions which was so nice for me you know they didn't have to it wasn't you know, I, I'm very lucky that, you know, I, I don't have the money to fund this project, you know, it's, it's been put out there. And I've been so lucky with the people who've had this come about that they said, well, you know, about Judy Garland, you know, what you want to do, you know, your voice, what do you want to do? And it was only a few where they were like, nah, (laughs) there were some I really wanted to do. They were like, no, not really feeling that decision. No, someone has a question and uh, I think I know the answer, but I let it come from you. And the question is, if they want to book you, how would they book you? Through Scott Stander. Through Scott Stander. To to quote Jane Mansfield in The Girl Can't Help It, ask my agent. Yes. Or get in touch with me. Uh, Stick around at the end. Scott Stander's information will be in the closing credits. And if if it passes by too fast, Get in touch with me, and I'll put you in touch with Scott Stander. Uh, so uh, I didn't gonna... answer you. The song that we did record that didn't make it on the album, even though I love it, it was like a hmm, I don't know if it fits with everything else type thing. And I was like, ah, oh, I really like that one. There is a song that's extra that we were like, well, shall it come out at a later date as a single? Shall it? What? And this was my idea of one. It's I'll tell you what it is. Hey, bit of a Bit of a um, exclusive. Never gonna give you up by Rick Astley. Oh, I love it! Do you want to give us a little sample of it? (laughs) 
Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and hurt you. I'm never gonna make you cry, never gonna say goodbye, never gonna tell a lie and hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I'm gonna bring this up on screen. And uh, again, the word is success, and we are going to give away two copies today. Um, And so I've got some questions that I'm going to ask as our wind down. And the first question, this is uh, the surprise question today. Um, Which famous person have you met that made the biggest impact on you? Oh, oh, blimey. Um... Oh, I don't really know. Let me think about this. I was a big autograph hunter as a child. I really used to like getting autographs from people. And I'm trying to think, oh, gosh, you know, your mind goes blank. The most friendly person I ever got an autograph from was Moira Stewart, who's an English newsreader. But that's not not that exciting. (laughs) Um, But she was really lovely and spent like 10 minutes talking to me. Who else? Have, oh, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone. Evan Dando, I met recently. He was really lovely. My dad played with him um, of the Lemonheads, you know, the lead singer. He was really nice. Uh, I've served the princesses Beatrice and Eugenie when I worked in Harvey Nichols, and they were very nice. And I feel very sorry for them when they get nasty stuff written about them in the press because they wear silly hats, mm-hmm. or whatever, because they were very polite and very nice. Um, oh no, who am I forgetting? I bet I'm forgetting someone really amazing. And then I'll be like, oh, you idiot. Rick Mayle, I met when I was about 11. I love Rick Mayle, you know, who was uh, Drop Dead Fred with mm-hmm. Harry Fisher mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, I was a big fan of his and he was really nice when I was a, a little girl. He gave me his autograph. Um, I haven't met Liza Minnelli. I would love to meet Liza Minnelli. I really would. I'm such a fan. I'd really love to meet her. Uh, well, we'll get this uh, video to her and maybe she'll meet you and that'll be, you know, and I I have a funny feeling that a lot of celebrities are going to be wanting to meet you. So that's that's going to be the flip side of all this. I so, welcome them all with open arms. Uh, Country Joe McDonald was really nice. And he went out with Janis Joplin, who's another one of my female singing heroes. And I asked him when I was 13, when I met him, what what was Janice like? And he said, uh, well, with Janice, there was a lot of patchouli. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, you know, I I love that. Uh, So uh, a few questions about you. Uh, Are you a do it now person or a do it later? It depends what it is, but I'm mainly in the do it later category. Oh, really? That surprises me. I think you... With with singing and stuff like that, I'm very much do it now. Yeah. With tidying up, uh, homework when I was at school, all of that, no, very much do it later. Or more, I got distracted reading a book. Oops, I haven't done it yet. Wow. Um. What took energy away from you this past week? Um, bureaucracy. Uh, sort of, um, yeah, trying to get things sorted and people not being very nice and trying to, trying to get things done and having the feeling of that you have, you can't do anything and things being out of your control and it being really, really difficult to do things you really want to do has taken a lot of energy out of me. And not knowing uncertainty has taken a big lot of energy out of me. Wow. Wow. Well, I hope that goes away soon. Um, I really hope so. Do you make New Year's resolutions? And if so, have you been able to keep them now that we're halfway through the year? always and never to answer this and it's always the same thing and no I'm definitely going to lose weight this year this is going to be it I'm going to be so slip no well you look great you're wonderful Um, when were you most and least selfish in your profession oh in my profession yes I'm most selfish with 
how I want to present myself, I think, possibly, or with what I want to do. If I know I'm right and I know what I want to do, then I guess I'm quite selfish um, because, you know, in terms of that's not going to suit me or that's not showing, you know, it's not in the right key or I really don't like that song, I don't want to sing it. Um, that's where I'd be selfish, I suppose. Um but I'm unselfish in that I'm happy to do stuff for people. You know, I've sung at friends' weddings quite recently. And if they want me to sing a song for them that I'm not that keen on, I don't mind. I'll do it for them for their wedding. Sure. But um, when am I unselfish? I don't know. I think you have to be unselfish if you're on stage with a band and you have other musicians and it's their time to do their bit. You've got to move out of the way. Don't try and pull attention from them to yourself while they're playing their instrument or whatever. You know, that's a cardinal rule. Don't pull attention um, because, you know, you have to give everyone their part, their head, you know, to go and shine. And uh, that's very important that you're unselfish there. You can't be the centre of attention all the time. You really have to share that limelight. Wonderful. Um, and what is the most outstanding example of wealth that you have ever experienced on stage? And when I ask that question, I mean of someone on stage giving so freely to you on stage. Well, Liza Minnelli, when I saw her in Manchester at the Bridgewater Hall in 2000 and was it nine or eight? Uh, she did the Kay Thompson tour yes. with Jim Caruso and Cortez Alexander uh, with her. That was one of the best live performances I've ever seen. Just fantastic. She's just got such star quality and was brilliant. Gave it all. also. Uh, and, you know, and I saw that show when I was 24. Me and my dad went and it was brilliant. And then who knew that years later, um, <laughs> I would then be Facebook friends with Cortez and Jim. It's it's nuts. Also, uh, Paul McCartney. And, are, and I love them both. They are just absolutely wonderful. Just brilliant. Yeah. Um, Paul McCartney. I saw him in Hyde Park when I was about 22. And he did two hours and it was fantastic. Just brilliant. Hit after hit after hit. They kept coming. Brian Wilson, when I saw him at the Festival Hall, he did all of Pet Sounds and then he did loads of hits. And I'm a huge Beach Boys fan. And uh, that was brilliant. Um, yeah, they gave a lot. Okay. And this is my last question. What is the most difficult thing that you've had to go through in the past two years and what got you through it um there wasn't any one thing i was very very lucky that with this whole lot covid all of that i was very lucky in that no one in my family etc was seriously um made ill by it my mum and dad did get it um my husband got it um me and my daughter managed to escape it even though we're in the same house but you know I think just the whole thing was difficult the whole time period you know my husband's job was under threat he got made redundant during it and then got a new job or you know all remotely so it's like what's going on and you've got at the time my daughter was two and we're by ourselves just like well you know at the time my husband was still working every day and I'm with a two-year-old with nothing open going well, <laughs> you know what got me through it honestly was doing a song a day and meeting people and having something to think about each day to do and having all these lovely connections that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And right. it, it was been an absolute silver lining to what was a really difficult time. Debbie, you got us through it too. So thank you. We're going to give away two CDs. Uh, hold on for just one moment and I'm going to show you how this works. And the first one goes here. And we'll see who's going to get the first CD. And uh, let's see who is the lucky winner. Wyatt Cheater. Do you know Wyatt? Not 
personally. Well, I Congratulations, Wyatt. So, Wyatt, uh, uh, after the show, please send an email to richard at richardskipper.com, and I will put you in touch with Scott, and we will get a CD to you. And also, we're going to do one more. We're going to draw again. This is exciting. Isn't this exciting? <laughs> I love Ooh. doing this. I love giving things away. Yeah, so. Danny oh, Miller! Hey! Oh, my God. Rick, See? Rick. It's, it, it's karma. It's karma, karma, karma. Danny, uh, reach out to me after the show. I'd love to hear from both of you anyway. Uh, I am going to remove this, and uh, and I'm going to bring what, us darling? Up. Yes. I'm so. not derobing, are you? <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> the success sign. Someone said, oh. uh, someone just wrote and said, "Is do, am I the only person who's seeing this? No, that's so that everybody can see that so they, they can enter. Debbie, I love you. Oh, I hope your husband knows this. Uh, and I am such a fan of yours. I've been a fan of yours since I first saw the song of the day. And I've followed you and your success uh, I live vicariously through you. Uh, I am so thrilled for you. And uh, I can't wait for you to come to the States. Uh, I wish for you uh, sold out houses, uh, platinum, gold, everywhere you go. And this is just the beginning. Uh, success, success, success. Don't go anywhere for a moment. I want to thank everybody for being here today. Uh, if this was your first time here, I hope that it will not be your last. Uh, my goal, my intention uh, is to celebrate, to celebrate artists such as Debbie, Judy Garland, uh, and their body of worth, uh, because I think that we all need to celebrate each other. Uh, if this is your first time, or if it's not your first time, after the show is over, please leave a comment on YouTube even if you've left a comment here, what that does is that raises the uh, level of the ranking of the video. So leave a comment on YouTube and more people will see this video as a result of your comment. Share this through YouTube and let more people know about this. Then uh, we will reach out to me on how you can purchase the CD. Uh, we will be putting this out there everywhere. I'm going to be promoting this everywhere. Uh, thank you, Scott Stander, once again, for having Debbie on the show today. Um, and, uh, you know, and just keep checking in to see where she will be appearing. And I will keep you up to date with all of that as well. Um, I also end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the second name that pops up and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. Uh, because as my dear friend Sean Moniker always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through right now, especially in today's world. And I always say, if you're going to go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So Debbie, I'm going to leave the screen. And I'm going to give you the final word. Anything you want to say about anything that we talked about today or anything that we didn't talk about that you wish to, you want to talk about or just any final word you want to leave everyone with today, don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. Thank you. And I will see you in a few weeks in Provincetown. I'll see you then. And I can't wait. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Debbie. And thank you all for being here. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. It's all yours. Okay. Wow. Well, he's taking a chance here because most of you know I can talk for England. So, you know, the next half an hour, we can just settle it. No, I'm joking. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for, for watching this. Thank you, Richard, for being such a delightful host and for supporting me since the very beginning. Um, I really appreciate everyone watching and everyone's support. Please get my new album. It's very exciting. It's coming out on the 10th, which is Judy Garland's 100th birthday. The 11th would have been my grandmother's 101st birthday. Um, you can get it on all major retailers, I think, if you look online, Amazon, etc., all of that. But have a look. As Richard says, he's going to put up 
and stuff. Also, we'll be selling it on my tour. Um, my tour is happening. But um, yeah, please just look on my Facebook for updates and things like that. Um, I have... I just can't express how much I want to get out there and sing live and see everybody and give you all big hugs. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's really exciting. Everything that I've got coming up. I can't wait to see everyone and um, just, yeah, thanks ever so much. Have a lovely day. I hope you're all all right. I hope everyone's happy and good. And um, I'll continue making videos and stuff like that. Don't worry, we're not, I've been rather busy, but I am going to keep doing it. Just, you know, thanks, everyone. Thanks to everyone for your support and mwah, lots of love. Cheers. Bye.